Hey everybody, this is Jade and welcome to another episode of Jade Start Secrets podcast. This episode's a bit of a special one because I'm going to share with you a conversation which we had inside of our Facebook group for the 7-Day Business Idea Challenge where we explored my husband Aaron's um, story and what the process he went through to find his why statement, which I think is super important because without a why, we don't have any purpose for our business. So I've decided to share a snippet of that interview with you all as today's podcast episode. So today's a little bit of a special interview because I haven't done this with Aaron before and we thought it was... And I'm a little bit nervous because <laughs> I don't know what to expect. <laughs> he knows, I just ask all sorts of questions. <laughs> no, it's um, it's a good one to do on, in this module actually on Find Your Why because... Aaron's actually had um, a lot of experience in this area. He spent a lot of time trying to find his purpose and his why um, a couple of years. And so during that journey, we've come up with a few tips and tricks which might help you guys find your purpose and find your why. But more importantly, find a business idea that's going to leave you feeling really fulfilled because we're going to talk a little bit about how Aaron's had a business before and it didn't leave him feeling very fulfilled at all and what the repercussions of that were as well. So um, I thought before we get started into that, let's frame up a little bit about your history, your background. So you were a builder at one stage. Sagittarius. <laughs> long walks on the beach. Chocolate. If you want to win his heart, chocolate. <laughs> but no, you, you started yeah, so, as a builder. Yeah, I'm a carpenter by trade, mm-hmm. as you know. So I... Finished grade 12 and went straight in. I remember because finished grade 12 and then I was really looking forward to schoolies week and the surf was pumping and then I landed a job as a carpenter three days into schoolies week so I had to get straight into it. Ouch. That's yeah, suck. yeah. So I did that for a while, which was really cool. I loved working with my hands and building things and it was it was good. Mm-hmm. And um, I might have well have still been a builder even, but I um, I was climbing up some scaffolding and mm-hmm. I had my um, my Drops were in one hand, my nail gun in the other, and my tool belt on. Mm. And the scaffolding that I was standing on collapsed underneath me, and um, I came down to my ankle, and the bone just shattered in the ankle. So oh, it wow. was, um, yeah, it was pretty heavy. And I had a screw put up in there as well, um, mm. which sucked. And that was off my, uh, I was on crutches for about uh, 18 months. So anyway, uh, long story short, that was my building career over. So, which I really liked. I really liked my building career. I did try to get the, the tool tool belt back on but it just didn't work and the ankle wasn't strong enough so I went to uni instead and um, I did graphic design at uni and graphic design was really cool I did multimedia so that was all I guess you'd call it the equivalent of like um, digital marketing these days probably more graphic design than digital marketing actually he actually I'll, I'll tell you a cute little a cute little tip about Aaron he actually coded a video game <laughs> When he told me about this, I couldn't stop laughing. So him and his mate. I'm not looking forward to this live, guys. <laughs> him and his mate, they had an assignment where they had to code a video game. And so what was your video game, Aaron? Cowboys and Ninjas. <laughs> he had like a little ninja that would hide behind a mound and throw like a little star thing at the cowboy. The cowboy would pop up and shoot him. <laughs> that, wasn't the, that wasn't the worst one. I haven't told you about the worst one yet. What was the worst I'm one? I'm not telling you. <laughs> You'll have to find out. That'll be for our twenty-year anniversary. <laughs> so I went to uh, so I went to uni uh, for a little bit, which was really cool. Like I was the first person in my generation out of my entire, I guess, family tree that had ever gone to uni, and that was a big part of the reason why I wanted to do it. Hey, it was mm. 
it was per- my personal thing for me to be able to break that mold. Yeah. And I was in a bit of self-discovery at the time. I was like early 20s and it was, it was really cool. I went along, I enjoyed it, met some, some great people and expanded my, my circles. And then it was like out of the blue, I just started like my eyes, I started getting really bad headaches and I started not to be able to see the screen and stuff like that and this went on for a while. And then anyway, I went to the um, optometrist and I went to the doctor and said, we'll go to see the optometrist, went to that uh, the optometrist and she said, you've got this degenerative disease in your eyes and you're going to be blind by the time you're 30. So, and to frame it up, he had two semesters to go at uni. And how old were you at the time? I was like 23. Imagine being 23 and being told you're going to be blind before you're 30. Yeah, it was him. <gasps> but you actually landed. So Aaron landed a career in sales after that. So he started working for builders and developers selling their project homes. And then yeah, that's right. You did a stint for CFM for a little while and then you landed a one of the largest publicly listed companies in Australia, realestate.com.au. My boss pulled me aside for my sales job for the first week and he said, come in here, close the door. Oh, was this at Clive Anthony's? Yeah, that was yeah, it, yeah, yeah. which is like now JB Hi-Fi. Mm. And um, he said, close the door. I thought I was in trouble. I thought I lost my job. I was like, far out, like <laughs> broken ankle. It's going to be blind by the time I'm 30. <laughs> Surely now, I'm going to lose a job. <laughs> now I'm going to get fired from my job within the first week. And he said, um, he said, this is your sales target. Um, like if three times it or something, he goes, what have you been doing? I said, look, man, like, you've given me a job in head conditioning with an open collar shirt. I'll be, this is a holiday for me. <laughs> like I'm running around like doing everything. It was really cool because I was so used to working so hard. So the work, work ethic was good. Mm. So Aaron actually went on to manage a lot of the Clive Anthony stores and um, right before they merged with JB, helped um, increase, some of the stores had the, the really good retail turnover to the point it actually helped Clive achieve a really good sale price with JB. So um, yeah. the reason that becomes important is when we get towards the end of this live, you'll see how everything we've talked about with Aaron kind of pulls together and how we found his purpose and his why. So, yeah, how did you – so we'll we'll fast forward. We won't won't go into too much more detail, but how did you feel when you started to sort of get to – having been in the corporate life for a long time, you you can't – what was the point when you realised that you you hadn't actually found your purpose or your why? The corporate world was an interesting place for me because um, I'm very entrepreneurial and um, there's a big difference between – an executive and an entrepreneur. There's mm. a huge difference, and I didn't know it at the time. I just thought business people were business people, but there is a an essence. There's a core. There's a, just a burning desire inside an entrepreneur that is never satisfied. Mm. It's a thirst that never goes away. It's like we're just we're hunters. We just want to hunt. We want to build. We want to create. And then mm. when I was in the corporate world, which is really great, and I got to meet some wonderful people there, and um, great network and things like that. But when I sort of started hitting my head on the roof and I started to be able to do my job, which should have taken 40 hours a week, which was now taking me eight hours a week, mm. there was no real incentive for me to drive more. So what I did was I became complacent. I got into a comfort zone. Mm. And then I said to myself, I need to bust out of this. Otherwise, it's not looking good for me. Mm. 
So that was kind of the pinnacle for you. You were like, that's it. I, I now need to find what's going to make me happy. You actually, yes. so yeah. Aaron went on to launch a business. And I, might I add, it was extremely successful. <laughs> so by that stage, I'd launched Jade Start. I knew how to launch businesses. And um, we, I was having success with my own and I was helping all my clients have success. And so Aaron, at the same time, had this idea. We went to Thailand and there were these That's gorgeous funny. towels over there, these big round towels. And Aaron came home and he's like, oh, I really want one of those towels. And so he went on the hunt looking for them and he found a manufacturer in China. And he's like, oh, why, why buy it from Australia when I can go straight to the source? <laughs> so he's, and you actually spent, you've spent months designing these towels. He's put so much time and effort into it. We would go for many a walk on the beach and try to choose the business name that we would, he would call the business and we lodged trademarks in Australia and America like we went all in on this business idea because Aaron was so excited this was like his escape from the corporate world it was like it was at the point where yeah like the corporate world for me was, was really good and I respect it and I always will and the people within it but like <laughs> I'm sitting in the boardroom with my mobile phone on the desk during a during a meeting and my Shopify app is just sitting there going cha-ching, cha-ching, cha-ching. Because I've been posting in all the Facebook groups. <laughs> which, is, which, is the, which is the sound that it makes when you get a sale and, and these sales for a like $100 each. Mm. And I'm sitting there and I've just gone, holy moly, like I've just earned more in a day than I did in a week in this joint. Yeah. And then I was like, at the end of the month when I looked at my like what I'd earned in my business, my e-commerce business, I was like, what am I doing sitting in this corporate job for a minute longer? Mm. And um, and it was crazy because it's like that's a, that's a rarity. For some reason, I don't know what it was, like whether I fluked that or whether it was just timing or whatever it was in the market, but e-commerce has it certainly it, changed it a lot. No, it was no fluke. <laughs> you missed me what she was doing. <laughs> Yeah, you definitely already doing. I was during the day while Aaron was at work. I was jumping on all the because this is back when Facebook groups were purely buy, swap, and sell. So they transitioned over from Gumtree into Facebook groups for a lot of people to sell. And I saw it as an opportunity to sell our towels in there. So I was in there making posts that were really genuine, getting engagement. We picked up wholesalers from all over Australia inside all the different Facebook groups and. So we were really driving the marketing. We were growing our email database. Like to put it into perspective, we made 60 grand in three months and that was the first three months. It was actually like... It was actually like 60 days. Yeah. It was 60 days. And it was right at the beginning of the trend. So there's only a couple of big, us and maybe one or two other big players in the market. So we'd actually, this business was timed perfectly. I got bored with it. And that sounds crazy, but I lost purpose. There there was no purpose in that business for me. Like the challenge, once the challenge for me to actually do what I wanted to do, which was to launch a business and be successful, as soon as I ticked that box, like she's launched, she's successful, I just stopped. Yep. So Aaron lost all momentum, all motivation. I was struggling to keep it going because I could see how much potential was in there. Mm. But Aaron also struggled to identify with the audience because they were young females and he was worried that if he came out as being the owner of this brand, that they wouldn't want to interact with him. And so there was, he just didn't gel with the business. So I suppose the really important lesson for you guys as you're going through this seven day challenge is 
don't just pick an idea for the sake of picking that idea. Like yeah. otherwise, and, and I went to uni with a guy who the same thing happened. He launched a Hannah kit business, extremely successful. I remember him coming to one of my seminars once and saying, Jane, I'm bored. I don't know. Yeah. I literally don't know what to do with my business. I don't know whether I should sell it, just walk away. It's making a lot of money and our audience is huge, but I'm so bored. It's not giving me the fulfillment. So I really don't want that to happen for you guys, which is why we're, we're talking mm. today about Aaron's experience. So then after Beach Braves, we, we still have the business. We've, we've just got the shell now because we, yeah, it's not really anything that we're, we're passionate about anymore. Mm. But with in terms of with finding your business recently, mm. what was the moment? Do you remember the moment when we discovered what yeah. your business might I, be? I do. I remember, I remember it clearly because you helped me. You helped me deliver it. Like you helped me so much. I just remember... I was just going out of my mind, like trying to figure out, like, what's my purpose? Like, what's, like, I read the books, I read Start With Why from Simon Sinek, I did, I did the follow up one, Find Why. I was doing all the stuff, like Tony Robbins stuff, and like, Find Your Purpose, and all the YouTube stuff. And it was, it was interesting to go all the way into it to like find out what that core is and like really what makes, what lights you up. Because, like, as you've seen in your business, all of your clients who are with you that are passionate yeah. are wildly successful. Yeah. And when I when I think about it this way, I think when people are choosing a career and their parents say to them, you should be a doctor, lawyer, accountant because they're the highest paid, I look at that and I go, Give, show me an unhappy lawyer and I will show you somebody who earns at half their, their potential, but show me someone who's passionate about cleaning and detailing cars and you'll, I'll show you someone who earns way above the industry standard and their potential. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So it comes down to really what you connect with and what you align with. And and it's different for everybody. It, yeah. It's so different. So Aaron and I were actually driving down the, the road um, on our way down to Tweed, actually. I can't remember what we were going down there for, but we, we often have conversations in the car. They'll we're start at home so. and then we'll jump in the car and we'll continue in the car. But yeah. This one day, Aaron was just like, there has to be a business that's going to light me up. And I said to him, let's think about who you are, what you know, and who you know. So you've got this amazing career background where you've worked in sales, you've worked in the building industry, you've managed massive retail stores um, in e-commerce you've had your own e-commerce business you have a lot of skills mm. what is at the core of those skills and what do you find value in and so for Aaron he was always his happiest when he was building yeah I reckon if he didn't fall off a roof he'd still be a happy chappy building houses I probably know. would be yeah. and that's why now I'm serving the building industry while I'm back in it like mm. in a different form though but and I probably would have ended up where I am now because I do like wearing neat, clean clothes instead of dirty clothes. <laughs> He's always stayed around the building industry, though. Yeah, He's always gravitated always have, to it. And there are certain things about industries he doesn't like, which he's now identified, and certain things he's loved. So we kind of went, okay, so if you love the building industry, you're very good at sales, but you have this problem with unethical selling, which mm. is good. That's a good yeah, You should have a problem with unethical selling. So for Aaron, he, he likes to be able to help people. He's such a giver and a carer and he's a connector. He loves deeply. And so we knew for Aaron it had to be some sort of coaching business. He's very influential. So it had to be a coaching business around adding value into people's lives in the building industry, um, building or construction industry mm. sort of. And 
and it had to be um, something where he was giving more than he was taking. And so that's when Expert Confidential was born. Yeah. And I remember saying to myself, like, I definitely don't want to work with these types of people. I don't want to work with th these types of people. And it started to narrow the field a lot more. Mm. And when I looked at taking everything else away and just really doing what I love with who I love and working with who I want to work, everything just started falling into place. So Aaron had his business expert confidential, which is his business work that he has now. He had it for about a, few, a couple of months and still wasn't wasn't quite connecting. He was kind of like, I don't quite know what it is, but something's not quite right with the business yet. There's something that's missing. And I remember we we were having our eggs outside and we were trying to work our out breakfast. our breakfast. We were trying to work out what it was that was missing. And what it was, was it was still in the sales industry and Aaron hadn't actually connected his purpose with his idea yet. So he had an idea and the idea aligned with the who, what, who perfectly, but the purpose, the purpose bulb hadn't been screwed into the idea yeah. light yet. And so that was what we did that morning. So we realized that for Aaron to feel any kind of purpose, he's all about giving more than he takes. That's it's because he comes from such a strong sales background where they take more than they give. Aaron's always repelled that and he's always been all about giving more value than he takes. So for Aaron, we realized that for him to find purpose in Expert Confidential, it has to be around giving more value than you take. So everything that, so your, your purpose is going to be connected to an emotion that you want to feel. Mm, so right. when you're trying to get to the bottom of, so you're going to have these two things to this why module. One is coming up with an idea that aligns with who you are. So that way you're not going to get bored with your business. But the second part of it is connecting the purpose with that idea. And so to find your purpose, it's going to be tied to an emotion that you crave most. So for Aaron, he craves love. He loves love. He loves to give love, loves to receive love. And he feels a lot of love and energy in everywhere, exchanges everywhere. everywhere. Everyone does, but for him, that's what he craves the most. Some people, they have a different craving. So for me, it's about belief. That's my emotion. I want people to be able to believe and, and feel um, confident and, and all the other emotions that come around belief. And so for Aaron, we figured out, okay, what he craves most is love. That needs to be where his purpose lies. And so that's where the whole value piece came from. It's the same thing in business. Like if you've got the resources and the money to be able to express yourself mm -hmm. and give value to people, they give it back. Yeah. So I build everything around that. Yeah. And as you can tell, that's at the core of Aaron's passions because he's so passionate about talking about it too. And that's how it should be. So if when you're going through this module and you're trying to figure out what your purpose might be, if you're feeling a little bit lost and a little bit stuck, do what Aaron did, which was go into the rabbit hole and remove all the noise and ask yourself, what is the core emotion that I crave yeah. the most from this life? And that needs to be at the base of your purpose. And then it's going to be asking yourself, how can I achieve that or deliver that crave, that emotion that I crave the most? And then that is how you connect your purpose with your business idea because you're going to have lots of ideas and we every day have so many ideas. We actually have notepads where we just write stuff down all the time because we constantly got ideas. Like you're going to go into more in your course, right? So these mm. guys are going to find out how to do this. But this, I've got to tell you, it is the, it is the most valuable thing that you will ever learn. It, like it will... It'll serve you for the rest of your lives. Like when you figure out the stuff that you guys are going to be doing, it is just, it's, it's wild because 
straight away, like, you start to see that everything that you've been taught for the last 12 years at school mm. has been, yeah, it's been valuable, but it's been within this box. Mm. And when you start to see that you can start to have your own flavour and, like, create the world that you want to live in, mm. and it's not made by rules and stuff like that, but it's about the value that you want to deliver to the world, it's just limitless, you know? Like, mm. that's the stuff that really lights me up. So that's what I'm helping people do, you know? Like, I'm helping people, like, my business is value creation. So what I do is I go into a business and I look at it, I look to see what it's doing, and I show it how it can just get more value out there, get way more value out there to people mm. so then they can get more revenue back, make more money, grow their business. People are getting more value. They're getting more money. Mm. And it's just it just builds instead of, taking you mm. know so before we open it i'm going to give you guys an opportunity to ask any question you like um and we'll be happy to answer them and while you're typing them in the thing because i'll see them pop up in a second um before we go on to that i, I just wanted to say that um for myself a, a trick that i found really helpful when i was trying to think of jade start and and what it was that i wanted to um do for my business I thought about a lot of the core experiences I've had in my life, which was what, which was part of the module that you did today. And around those experiences I had, which I'm, sh I'm sure you'll pick up when you listen to my story, there's been a lot of things that have happened to me where I have felt like I've had not had a lot of justice, like things have not gone my way and it hasn't been my fault. I haven't done anything wrong. And so for me, it's been very much a core theme of, justice which was why I ended up falling into law and I, I hated English at school I was terrible at it Aaron's the English guy I'm oh, the numbest yeah, I have girl to, I have to tell him this okay so when I, <laughs> oh, I can get you back now so when I first met Jade um she um was pretty as hell had a missing tooth just here and I remember on the first date that we went out one night it was up in Brisbane and we went out to a Thai restaurant I think it was and I remember I was walking along next to her and I, I could like, obviously you could see the gap in her tooth. And I said, oh, you've got a missing tooth. And he like, is so bad at that stuff. He points at us. I didn't say it like that. I was just like, <laughs> and she said to me, oh, you noticed. That's why I said it. As you have to be blind not to. Oh, gosh. But it was. He still does it to me today. <laughs> <laughs> he points out things I don't want him to. Oh, you got a pimple on your head. Yeah, thanks. <laughs> It's all good. So yeah, that's why I ended up falling into law because numbers. Were, I was more of a numbers person than I was an English person. But um, for me, I had a strong sense of justice. It was. Oh no! Oh, there was a pre, there was, was a pre-story. Anyway, about the English. So when I met Jay, Gavin the two, pretty as hell, obviously. And then when she got the job as the at the uh, the law. As a paralegal. As a paralegal. She got the job as a paralegal assistant initially. Yeah. And then she came home to me and she was like, I got the job like sweet. She goes, How do I use Microsoft Word? Oh yeah. <laughs> I couldn't I had I left school at the end of grade ten. I couldn't really put a proper paragraph together. My English was terrible. I had no idea how to use any kind so of we computer were, software. We were actually like this is like cross my heart sort of mm. stuff. Like you've got a lawyer sitting here next to me, like swarming from a Supreme Court of Queensland, like works for one of the biggest companies in the world, owns a successful consulting business, is doing a chartered accountant's course right here, and we were doing YouTube videos to carry out and use Microsoft Word. Right, eight years ago. Okay. So like, what are, you guys can do anything, you can have anything, mm. the, like the sky's the limit. There are people out there at the moment making 
hundred, and this is not an exaggeration, they were making $100,000 a month selling feng shui courses. Yeah. People can do anything these days, you know what I mean? Like, they really can. But obviously the people selling the feng shui courses, they're really passionate about feng shui. They love that stuff. <laughs> they love it. Yeah, you'll also you'll also um, notice what are you what are you really known for? Like, do friends come up to you and ask you for advice yeah, on something all the time? Because that's how I found Jade stuff. I had a lot of friends all the time calling me, going, "Can you help me with my business? I I don't know what I'm doing with this, or I don't know what I'm doing with this, and I don't know." And that's where it kind of went on me. Oh, I'm getting asked all the time about this. Maybe I should start a business doing this. So, yeah. what what are you known for? What are your friends always asking you for? Tonight, um, I'll, I'll post a link in the group, which is an awesome TED talk from Simon Sinek which is all about finding your why and why at the core of every single success is that big why, that big purpose part. So mm. just check that check that video out. That's going to help you out a lot. And grab a notepad and just, pad, just start jotting everything down that you like. You know, mm. It'll start to funnel in and really make sense. Plus, over this next seven days, you're going to nail it. Yeah. So have we got any questions? Is anybody wondering anything with their exercises today that they've done? They're not too sure about something? They are stuck on something about the, the finding their own why no actually i remember the time when i was at uni and i realized i really started to realize i could do anything i put my mind to and it was when i started getting results i just i it was like an out-of-body experience i couldn't realize i couldn't fathom that a girl who was where i was two three years ago was getting the results she was getting and actually accomplishing all the stuff she's putting her mind to and so I had this out-of-body experience. I was like, well, what else do I want to do with my life? And I come home and I said to Aaron, I remember. I'm, I'm not going to have enough time in my life. And he goes, what are you talking about? Years in my so life. there's not enough years in my life. And he goes, what do you mean? You've got like another 80 years. Because <laughs> <laughs> everyone in my I'm from a strong German heritage and so does Aaron. And my both my great-grandparents were well in their 90s. My great-grandma just passed away a couple of months ago and she was 99. So Aaron's like, I'm pretty sure you've got a lot of, a lot of years left in your life yet. And what I realised was I want to do all of these things. Like I want to be able to make and produce music and be a DJ. I want to be able to um, have my own, make my own business global so that way I can travel the world and do this kind of stuff. I want to have a career doing law in the entertainment industry. Like there's so many things that I want to do. And so I kind of thought, oh, no, I'm not going to have enough time in this life. And once you really start to tap into your purpose and your why, like you'll, you'll start to feel a little bit the same, like, oh, my goodness, I want to be in a hurry to accomplish everything I want to accomplish. We have a question. Taylor, how old were you when you started your business? I'm 33 now. I was 20, 20, it was four years ago, so 29 when I started my business. I started uni when I was 26, uh, no, 27, and I graduated three days before my 30th birthday. Um, so I actually started my business in my second year of uni. It was um, like 27, wasn't it? No, I started uni at 27. Oh, I was 29. Yeah. Um, Aaron was, how, you, how old were you? He's 41 now. How old were you? I was when I started. Same. Yeah. Four years ago. Yeah, about four years ago when I started. So 37. 2015 it was, yeah. yeah. But I actually have a lot of clients who are 22, 21, 24, and working, I've worked with over 100 different businesses now, and I can honestly tell you the ones that have the most success and the ones that are the most driven are between that 23 and 28 age bracket. And I'm not saying that we have, there hasn't been successful ones outside of it. There has been, but they tend to have a lot more of the key ingredients for success, which are 
passion, drive, um, and they have their why. So I often find a lot of people will change careers around that 23, 24-year-old, whether they've either come out of uni and hated what they study or they've been working for five, six years and they just want to change. I know that's what happened to me. There's jobs out there that you would never even dream of that people are making so much bank on, yeah. it would just blow you, blow you away. Yeah. It's wild. There are people out there who are yeah, creating apps for doing to do something that you were like, oh, yeah, that's a problem I've been putting up with every day of my life. I never thought to create a solution for that. I met, I met a dude the other day and he's um he's like I said what are you doing he goes <laughs> I shouldn't say what he said <laughs> should I yeah that will do it inside here oh, they're all, all over 18 they're all good I think I hope <laughs> well, I won't say anyway he said that all right I'll say he said I'm a professional asshole I'm like <laughs> I'm like what anyway I said that man what do you do and he said well I don't do much really he goes for around about 11 months of the year I just sort of sit around and just go to the beach and stuff I said well what do you do for the other month of the year he goes well he researches the hottest hottest e-commerce product that he can find that's going to be trending so jumps on google trends and all that he puts in a bulk order from Alibaba which is like a Chinese website where you can buy cheap stuff on sets up some sales funnels and just directs some traffic to it he and he right just like Christmas so he gets that Christmas traffic right before Christmas and his Shopify app just goes cha-ching 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 makes enough money to get him through the next 11 months <laughs> and, he just and just for 11 months be his professional asshole <laughs> yeah so you literally can do anything you can do anything you want it's it's wild and, and there's no yeah, I yeah. think I think something else is don't be so much pressure on yourself to find your purpose if you're still quite young because you need to kind yeah. of have a little bit of experience to figure out what you don't like. Like it's what you don't like is powerful. It's a lot of trial and error. Um, a lot of people don't find their purpose until they're in their mid to late twenties, and that's because you do need to get out there and try a lot of different things. So if you're under twenty five ish, if you're you're in your late teens, early twenties. Just give things a go. As long as they align with your who, what, who, and you're able, you've got the resources to be able to do it, try it. And if, if it doesn't work, just as long as you haven't gone into debt for it, you don't <laughs> you need, you don't need to go into debt. No. You don't need to. Dust yourself Never. off and try something else because you're not going to know without trying. So. Yeah. The best lesson you'll ever have going into business is starting your business with two cents in your pocket. Because you start, you learn how to become resourceful, and you're going to need that skill. He's showing his age, but I have two cents anymore, babe. Five cents. Five cents. But you know what I mean, right? Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean. To give you a little bit of insight, so even though I find so much passion and purpose in my business, and it actually is what lights me up. I work a full-time job for PwC in Brisbane and I do a lot of corporate restructuring and insolvency. So I'm on the other end of businesses. I'm on businesses that aren't doing so good, that are failing, and we step in and try and fix them or we wind them up. And the reason I still have that job, um, sometimes I get asked this question and I wanted to tell you is because I find a lot of inspiration and motivation around the people that I'm around every day. They're extremely intelligent, extremely knowledgeable, and as an entrepreneur, it can get very lonely if you're working on your own. Aaron has found this, and so I find it very inspirational to be able to go to work and learn what not to do in business and to learn really complex issues 
which then I can take home, think about it, and then translate into how that applies to startups. So that's the reason I still have my full-time job is because it balances me out. And so if you have a full-time job and you you still love your job, you don't want to quit it, you can still have a business and have your job at the same time. Do both. I, yeah, do we, both. We, we do. It just, you just have to find a way to balance it, that's all. Um, because if you don't, like where energy goes, sorry where focus goes energy flows so obviously if I put more focus into my business it would be a lot bigger a lot quicker but I obviously am really enjoying learning and then translating that knowledge into startups and so so I'm able to give so much more value than any other coach out there because there's no other coach like me that's got my qualifications and also in the position that I'm in working for the largest accounting firm in the world If you're struggling to find your purpose or your why in your business, then the upcoming seven-day business idea challenge is going to be perfect for you. We've just taken members through over the last seven days a process where they've been able to find their purpose, find their why, and find a business idea that's going to leave them feeling fulfilled. We've had the most amazing interaction from inside the business idea challenge Facebook group, and we've had people say things like it saved them so much time and money because they've been able to get clarity now over what their business idea was. And also they've been able to come up with epic ideas that they previously wouldn't have thought of because their creativity hadn't been unlocked in that way. So if you're ready to explore what your purpose is and a business idea that's going to match your purpose, then our next intake for the seven day business idea challenge is on the 26th of August. So click on the link in the um, show notes description and I'll see you at the challenge.